0: Today, I am here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we
1: want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons of God.
2: I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian
0: masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you. I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training.
2: A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined. He's not a man. You guys have upped your game. You know what guys, I got to say I I love this the concept of man show.
3: Warning. The Catholic man show is about to begin. <laughs> Welcome to the Catholic Man Show, we're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting in studio with David Niles, Juan is back on the buttons, El Producer Don Juan himself, it's good to have you back again, my friend from Colombia. he had a a two week trip.
2: He's looking extra Columbarian today. I'm pretty sure that's how you say
3: it (laughs) (laughs) okay that's how we're starting it all right good good this is good uh we also have a very special guest uh this evening with us uh I'm really excited because you actually coming you were coming here from uh or for the Diocese of Tulsa and then we piggybacked off this you're you were uh, invited here by Hannah, is that correct?
0: Yeah, and Father Vince Fernandez.
3: Okay, F- Father nice. Vince Fernandez as well. Okay, so we have Nathaniel here from Exodus ninety, uh, Nathaniel and Nathaniel
0: versus something.
3: Biz, biz, ver, biz Ben
2: Ben versi. Ben versi. That's <sighs> close
3: enough. I said Ben verses, didn't I? I said well, Ben versi. I said, ver,
2: said verses. Ben versi. <laughs> uh, so I was going to try to remember it. And it didn't work. Valiant, Valiant, Valiant effort. Thank you. I, I gave it a shot, you yeah. know? At least yes. I had the courage to go for it. Yeah. The
3: fortitude you exude. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so Nathaniel, you are part of XS90. XS90 has been... Uh, a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show this year. Mm-hmm. We're, we're excited to have them. We 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 hosted a whole group of Exodus 90 men going through Exodus 90 up until uh, Easter and into ex- and then we did a Lent to 90 ex- Exodus Lent group. We also well. did an Exodus yeah Exodus Lent group for the guys who weren't doing Exodus 90. So uh, and that was our second time to do Exodus 90. We're all we are all in Exodus 90. So it's good to have somebody in studio who works for Exodus 90 uh, here with us. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. So, you are the... Oh, can hold on. Before we okay, uh, line, go any I further, line. I feel like that we should discuss just for a second. Okay. The, like, we're men of tradition. The wine. We should... We should this is our wine. Talk, mm-hmm. talk about our, the drink that we're having this evening. Please. It's Catholic Man Show
2: wine. Winged Hussar wine. Yes. Can you, I don't know if we can get the yep. label. Boom. Oh, there it is. Check that out. That's a Winged Hussar uh, guy. Right there. a warrior. Fr- Jason the,
3: Zimdars uh, created the label for us. Are you, are you familiar with the Winged Hussars? I'm not. So they Dave. were a cavalry yeah. unit, a Polish cavalry unit, circa
2: the Battle of Vienna. They had a 100-year mm. undefeated streak in battle. So it's nice that the Polish actually have like some history of winning battles and not just like losing a lot of them, you know? Yeah. Um, and so in the Battle of Vienna, this is like the sequel to the Battle of Lepanto. Uh, the Turks came up; they had Vienna under siege. Vienna was like, "Help!" Sent word to all the allies, and they were like, "Yeah, uh, I know that we said we'd help, but like, we don't feel very—we
3: don't feel very good about it right now. You <laughs> know? don't feel the, the odds are not stacked against Right, Right? Like, I don't want to send with the us.
2: army down there because then who's going to protect France? You know. And anyway, so the Polish King uh, Jan Zubayewski, he was like, "We—we we will go," and it's like Polish, however they say it in Polish. <laughs> <laughs> And so he led his wing, his best cavalry unit, the winged hussars. They depo- deported from no, they departed from uh, the Our Lady of Czestochowa, marched to Vienna, invoked the holy name of Mary, and charged into battle. And like, just ten just to one odds, slaughtered slaughtered the Turks. They they turned and fled.
0: That's amazing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now and so some history. Yeah. yeah, fun fact. We'll finish it up. Uh, after they turned and fled, they were going through the spoils of war, and they found all these coffee beans, which was at the time exclusively a Muslim drink. And they are like, hey, let's try it. Let's just see what it's like. And so then um, some of the Vien- Viennese bakers started baking these uh, rolls in the shape of the Muslim flag, the crescent moon. The croissant was born and as, as a result of this battle. And so they sat around eating croissants and drinking coffee, as, like, a, like, I'm eating your flag and drinking your, like, the spoils of war. Like, wow. I'm drinking mm. your fancy beverage and eating <laughs> your flag, you know, as like a symbol of victory. So, for hundreds of years, uh, it's been a tradition on May 12th to. Um, not, May, not May. Oh, 12th. September 12th. I'm sorry, not May 12th. September yeah. 12th. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, to drink coffee and eat croissants and, and invoke the Holy Name of Mary. Yeah, exactly. And so, 9 11. Wow. That's why they've attacked on nine eleven was because that's it was hearkening day. back to the battle of Vienna. That was the last day the Muslims had possession of the West, and so it was like a symbol of them saying, "Like, hey, for us, this battle's not over."
0: Wow, that's very and, interesting. And so, JP
3: 2 the Polish priest, you know, uh, po- pope. Polish Pope that he he was realized it and put uh, our holy name of Mary back onto the calendar that year. On the
2: universal that yeah, he said, "I see what you did there." And I remember how we beat you last time. <laughs> so the next day he put our, the holy name of Mary back on the universal calendar. So oh, wow. This is great history. Isn't oh, that so, epic? That's, yeah. That's, this that's is like, very it's cool. like that's a, a story manly enough for a manly wine. No, I like that a lot. So this is a Cabernet. It's a it's a red, mm-hmm. but it's it's Cabernet, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's aged in Buffalo Trace bourbon b-
0: barrels. Mm. Um, it's just fantastic.
3: Just a yeah,
0: it's delicious wine. Yeah. And I love that history is just so it's makes it makes I mean we're so far from battles right now, it just seems, in totally. faith, right? So, like, learning and understanding our history when our forefathers, if you will, like, actually went out and fought this fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And who knows how we have to fight it today, but we don't have the courage usually to fight it at all yeah. in the ways that we don't even know that we have to mm-hmm. each day. So I love that, learning that history, internalizing it and realizing what we have to do. Me too,
2: yeah. because it just, I know, we just don't appreciate the faith at all. I mean, not the way that people have in the past— we can just go to Mass any day. You can go to Mass twice a day, anytime you want. You know? Um, and in the past, like people were like, literally, I'm charging into battle. Like, I might die in the next five minutes for this. You know, so that I can continue to practice my faith and receive the Eucharist. Like, I don't have to do that. Right. And uh, I've never been even come close to having to do it, like you were saying. And so, what? what would I do if all of a sudden it was like that? I hope that I would Hope that I would perform practice, practice honorably.
3: Fortune right. is required for the virtuous life. Mm-hmm. To carry it's almost out like the virtuous life. It's almost like we need to practice
2: asceticism, or something. Like there should be a program. I think <laughs> someone should do this. They should start a program of like ascetic Practices.
3: disciplines or something, along coupled with like prayer with, and with fraternity along with all the other guys.
0: Yeah, like you should do it together. But it's got to be long enough to actually set in.
2: We
3: don't right. want to just like
0: not flash, like oh, oh we did a cool weekend once. of yeah. something, you right. know. I'd say at least three months.
3: Yeah, roughly. Nobody ballparking g- it. Yeah. No, nobody's <laughs> gonna do that. Though. <laughs> you know what we should do to get people to come? Add cold showers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And we should charge them ten bucks to do it.
1: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, month. every month. Every month. <laughs> oh okay so you are uh traveling around (laughs) in an exodus rv that's right okay let's let's talk about this i we you you did a video for us to to let let everybody know that you're coming on the show we see this big exodus 90 rv uh you're pulling it with a ford f 450 which is Epic. It's a beast of a it's truck. It's beast of a truck. It's my wife's truck, she'll tell you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but so you are traveling just around with your wife and children around the country. That's right. Okay, so t- tell me about this experience. What, what's going on here?
0: Yeah, so with Exodus, of course, we're, we're more than just Exodus 90. And, right. and even Exodus 90, for those guys who have done it already, they know like this is clearly not just a product of a board meeting or something, right? There's, mm-hmm. It's clearly personal about the relationships between the brothers and the fraternity and, of course, the relationship with Christ. So how do we take that a step further is kind of what we were thinking in the office. Like how do we go and be with the men? We want to be united with them, hear from them, know about their lives, know what we can offer them as we continue to develop formative uh, products for them, if you will, or exercises or content, whatnot. So the idea was, all right, well, what if we originally, this is the original idea three, four, four years ago. What if I go out and like just spend three weeks at a parish with a few guys train them to be leaders in their parish, and then send them out to lead exodus fraternities. Mm-hmm. Well, the board was like, yeah, we're going to be way bigger than that. And that would be like 13 parishes a year. We like your thinking, but we don't like that. Oh, and by the way, we have no money for an RV. Like, what, <laughs> right. do, you, what do you think yeah. we got? Right. right. So <laughs> that idea got squashed. Uh-huh. And then we thought of some other ideas, and uh, which is when we worked on our biblical series, which is what used to be called Day 91. Okay. Come Back around, we decided is it okay, not
2: called 91 anymore? No,
0: it's not. We referenced day 91 I'm like as something currently doing it, and I, yeah, the biblical series. I think now.
2: maybe it's my dad has been doing it for years, and he's been calling it that, so I just kept calling it that,
0: yeah. Well, that name originally came from Exodus Men. They're like, Hey, what's mm-hmm. day 91? And we're just like, Uh, yeah, guess we have a solution, that yeah, we need to come up with here. So, yeah, so we a few years passed by, and it came from something called Project Dive Bar. All right, this is our code name, for okay, it. all right. And you think about bands, like, what are the dive bars they have to play to get to the bigger stages, right? And uh, so we had to figure out well, if we have this message that's so important to bring to people out there, how do we get to those bigger stages to bring this message that more people can hear about this roadmap to freedom? Well, you gotta start small. So here we are, Parish to Parish, Exodus Tailgate Tour.
2: Okay. Yeah. You're just
3: tailgating.
0: That's right.
2: And you were like, guys, I'm not gonna say, I didn't wanna say this,
3: but I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait a few more days <laughs> <laughs> alright we're here with Nathaniel from Exodus 90 we'll be right back there's a common thread among thousands of formerly sinful people we now call saints they had a relationship with God which then inspired them to set the world on fire as Saint Catherine and Siena put it but more importantly and more specifically it meant they put in the time they sat with the Lord they spoke with him they listened to him daily They unveiled their hearts and wounds and problems to him. They offered him thanks and gratitude. They left their sufferings with him on the altar. They begged for his help. My question to you is, are you putting in the time? I know that I've sat in front of the church or sat in adoration making this mental grocery list of things that I want. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about time to build a consistent, honest relationship time to speak, and time to listen. Dave and I have talked about on the show before that if you don't have an adoration hour once a week, are you really taking your faith life seriously? Are you really taking your prayer life seriously? But sometimes uh, you need a guide to help you in this holy hour. And so Exodus 90 has specifically put together a guide for you to help with your holy hour. In the show notes, you'll find a simple breakdown that shows you how to structure your time with the Lord. So this guide is also mobile-friendly. If you go to exodus90.com slash TCMS, that's TCMS, the Catholic Man Show, exodus90.com slash TCMS, you can get a free mobile-friendly guide on how to structure your holy hour. Highly recommended. Go check it out.
2: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here's Adam Minahan and Nathaniel, Benversi. That's it. Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> okay, so um, I kind of find it hard to imagine that someone who's been listening to our show for any length of time is like really that unfamiliar with Exodus 90. But um, maybe like c- especially because we highlight it every single episode. Right. Exactly. Um, but what's the, like, how did it get started? Because I heard this story about, like, some seminarians who, like, started it. I don't know if that's a true story, James. or if this is, like, more like a legend, you know. What what's the real
0: story? Yeah. Okay, so it's it kind of started, and it started in a seminary, right? So okay. Father Brian Dore was a formator at Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Okay. And he realized, wow, these seminarians uh, aren't very well formed. And it's my responsibility as a formator to assure that they are prepared for the priesthood. Mm-hmm. But they're attached to the things of this world. So attached that it's actually hard for them to hear God's will. Like and, a lot of, like just about, a, like most guys. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And things that sh- maybe surprise some of us, but shouldn't, like, yeah, they were still attached to maybe alcohol, or working too much, or pornography. Mm-hmm. Like, these are things are real, what is Satan's attacking us with as laymen, it's happening in the seminary Habits as well. don't go away just because you joined the seminary. That's right, yeah. absolutely. Vices. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he was in the seminary, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to take a few guys, and we're just going to live the Christian life more fully. And so he, he turned to prayer, which, of course, they already had a prayer life set up in the seminary, which is good, but focusing and doing it more fruitfully, if you will. And then asceticism these acts of self-denial uh, to define it simply. And then fraternity, like let's have a real set of accountability here with guys who are living a certain prayer and ascetic life and then being held accountable to it. In the midst, we're going to read through the book of Exodus because the Israelites and their journey with our Lord is just a really great witness, and example, and something we can relate to still today, even though it was millennia ago. So he did that. He set out some disciplines. There was no 90 at that time. It was just, we're just going to live this and we're going to read through scripture. Mm, so it we're, didn't end. Essentially. Just, yeah.
2: Yeah. Just, hey, you're a man, like get used to it. Yeah. Life's tough. Get a helmet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what they did. And so they went forth with that and it was super successful that first year that he did it. And these You know, number of guys, not the whole seminary, just a group of guys. Like, that was the hardest year of seminary, and it was the most fruitful. I'm Uh so grateful for it. So we did it again the next year and again the next year. After that, James Baxter, who is my teammate and our CEO, he was at a different seminary but was good friends with this priest from childhood on, and he was leaving seminary. He didn't know really what he wanted to do. With his life. Was James, was he in that original group? He was, was not. Okay. No, so he had never done Exodus. Okay. All he was handed was a PDF that's that, or a Word document that had all these testimonies in it. Mm-hmm. And Father Door's like, we need to bring this to laymen. And James was like, I, I don't really even know what this is. And by what you've told me, uh, who's going to do this? It seems like it sucks really bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But the testimonies, of course, were uh-huh. so strong. So they decided to give it a shot. And Father Orr was then going to write reflections because, of course, he couldn't be with these people in person yeah. like he could in the seminary. He's going to refle- write over a reflection every single day and give them a piece of Exodus, the scripture, each day. And he sent that out as an email for 90 days. And that happened, and they, they recirculated these emails after that first set of 90 days for about a year, year and a half. And then they bound them into a book. They're like, well, we should probably put these in a book. And so they did so. And you can imagine what 90 emails in a book look like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: About that good. But it was it was so fruitful nonetheless. Like people simply because they were living prayer asceticism and paternity, it didn't matter about the grammatical errors or whatever was in those emails. Like they were just encountering Christ, which was a huge a huge gift. Meantime, I joined Exodus then a couple years into it or so, and uh, my first desire after having done Exodus myself twice was, yeah, let's clean up this content uh, and make it even better, but keeping the best parts that Father Dwar had already established and the Holy Spirit was clearly using. And so we did that. Afterwards, uh, we developed the Day 91, which is now the Biblical Series content, 20 exercises that walk through the four pillars of formation and allow men to not just be free once, but to have that established freedom that they found in Exodus 90 and bring it forward through ongoing formation as a fraternity so it can be lasting. About three years worth of content, same amount of time, Christ walked with the apostles.
2: So, my wife and I were doing Genesis right now. She didn't do Exodus 90, but we're doing the Genesis thing like together that way I have someone to do it with. nice. Um, one thing that I cannot remember to save my life is to like say be thankful, raise my glass before I have it I' can, like I, I just cannot do it. I try. I did it just now though before yeah. like as we were started I, I did it, so I was really proud of myself here on the show that. It's
0: on video, I, you know. That's evidence. Yeah. It is evidence, so right. So when you go to your next fraternity meeting with your wife, you can show her the video and that's say, right. hey, this is how Look, I honey, did it. I did it at least once. <laughs> it's working. It's working. <laughs> now, what David's talking about, just for context here, right? So yeah. in these 20 different exercises. Oh, right. yeah. There's 20 explain that. Yeah. So there, there's, there's different disciplines for all 20 exercises. And none of them are as hard as Exodus 90. Because that's that time of purifying, if you will, purifying mm-hmm. the goal. But when you take purified gold and it's all heated up and molten and melted, right, and you just leave it on a table, what's going to happen? Well, probably burn a hole in the table and then it'll just like take in. It everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And whatever debris is around it, it's not pure anymore. Right. So the same thing happens to us. If we just finish exercising and then let ourselves out into the world, we're just going to take up all debris, fall all over the place. We have to put our, ourselves in the hands of a creator, somebody who is going to form us into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's what that time of formation is, these other 20 exercises that walk through salvation history and let the word, the logos form us over time.
2: So, um, I, you know, I'm just a huge fan of Exodus 90. I think really this last time what I like reflected and the thing I really learned is just how noisy our appetites are. Um, mm-hmm. and just how it's like this internal just sound and noise. And, uh, when you learn to kind of quiet them all of a sudden, Wow, I can really pray. You know, uh, you don't. It's sort of like a background noise. You don't. You don't know what's there until it goes away, yeah. and then all of a sudden you say, "Wow, what's that?" Oh, that's quiet. Um, and our lives, pe- the people's lives today, everybody is just packed with noise. It's just jammed with distraction, distraction, noise, noise all the time. So I mean, it. It was just so beautiful to have that. You know, and Exodus ninety is just so. It's so awesome. It's done. I, I cannot say how much it's done for me because it, it really has changed my life. Praise God.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love your concept on the noise. Kenny Chesney, for those of you who are listening in on the country music station down in Texas. K-S-E-Y. That's right. Uh, Kenny Chesney has a song called Noise. It came out maybe three, four years ago or something like that. And he talks about this exact thing, right? All the noise in the world. But then his response, uh, you know, as a musician and whatnot is, you know, there's all this noise. And so we just make noise. Uh-huh. as a response we scream we shout we make noise it's just like wow that's a response yeah i guess that's some, one way to do it <laughs> right but it, what are our responses to this noise some mm-hmm. of us just like shelter ourselves in and just like I, I can't handle it some of us participate in it some of us just bombard ourselves with it more mm-hmm. or distract ourselves more with other noise but you're right
1: mm-hmm.
2: so you said mm-hmm. your, your title is the Something of mission. Director of mission. Director. director of mission. So what is the real mission of Exodus ninety? Because I have to believe it's not actually just to get people better at taking cold showers or, you know, like fasting more. What is
0: the real mission? Yeah, decrease water bill and energy bill. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's go, it's, it's
2: about <laughs> Money. It's, <laughs> it's, about, yeah, it's yeah. about going green. It's, it's very, very green. It's We're right. Very green. Yeah.
0: That's why I'm driving around an F four fifty all over the country. <laughs> yeah. So it's to free and deform the men. Uh So the very things I was talking about earlier, we want these men to be free, and then we want to be able to form them into the right man that they know they need to be, Mm -hmm. what God wanted them to be, for the good of the family. It's not just for these men. So for the men who are like, man, I really like this for myself. I need to spend more time on myself. I need to work on myself. Okay, well, you've got some of it. And a lot of times we think of that that way when we work on our Oh, we just develop in our Christian life. Like, well, I need to be better before I can relate to God, or I need to be better before I do ministry, or I need to whatever. There's some truths in there, mm-hmm. but absolutely, like, we have to be men for others, first and foremost. So if we're not doing Exodus for others, yes, for ourselves, sure, but it can't solely be for that. Like, mm-hmm. it's got to be for others. I think, I, sorry.
3: Yeah, no, I, I just totally agree. I, I And that's totally my experience. So the first time I did Exodus 90, uh, I was... Like gritting, bearing down, trying to get through it. Right. It was one of those. I wasn't really wanting to do it, but all my buddies were doing it. Okay. Yes, I'll do it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be the guy that's not gonna do it. Yeah, uh,
2: because the, we would. We would have made fun of it. Yeah. So. so
3: it's like, we yeah. Okay, I'll do it. But the whole time, I was just. I just felt like I was, you know, the dog biting on the chew toy, just hanging on just as long as I could until that that day ninety. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that moment when you're trying to get up out of the water on skis and you're just right. like and you're just getting dra- you're, you're drowning right. the whole time <laughs> you're not out no, of you're not a like, of the, the top water, of water yet be like I'm gonna water, get there yeah the water's just like <laughs> you know just smoking you in the face and you're just trying to breathe you know that, that that's how I felt the whole time okay but the second time I did Exodus uh, 90 I was like I, I was just in such a different disposition it wasn't about uh, I want to do this for myself but it was more of I was just so much more intentional with my asceticism practices you know before I got into the cold showers it was like this is for the virtue of you know growth and virtue for my wife or yeah. this is for a specific virtue for for Luke one of my one of my sons you know that, that he can uh, you know he's about to receive Holy first Holy Communion that he will like embrace that and understand as fully as he can So I just used like all the things that were happening in my life uh, and, and just very intentional with those asceticism practices and it just was such a different. Uh, experience for me the second time and so much more fruitful for me the second time because uh, I stopped thinking it was, it was a mentality of I'm not thinking about it for for myself, but to help. Makes the cold showers a lot easier. Yeah, to help like my family, to help other people. Yeah. I'm so glad that this, that is the case. And a lot of guys who have done Exodus 90 a
0: second time, now we even have Exodus 90 round two, different reflections, same scripture, same disciplines Right for that reason, right? Mm-hmm. To open our, our eyes up. I think an example of guys like where we often are at is like okay maybe I'm struggling with chastity right and instead of becoming more Christian we become like more anti masturbationalist or something like this it's like that's becomes our religion mm. and instead of working on chastity or just simply working on a relationship with Jesus Christ we focus so much on one thing and Satan loves that
1: because then mm.
0: every time we fall it's even a bigger deal uh, because that's the thing we've been working on you're
2: still a failure you're right, still,
0: yeah right where with Exodus it's it's much more about hey I don't want to be Chase just so I can go around telling other guys, I'm more chaste than you. But right. really, that's kind of how we work at it sometimes. Like, I just want to be free from this so that I can be the Chase guy. You I mean, wouldn't say that out loud. Right. But we internally for selfish, private reasons. Right. Whereas, if we're doing this for others, it's like, alright, I just want to know Jesus. I want to be in a relationship with him. Because that's what's going to allow me
1: to be for others.
3: And that's where he can grow. That's where he can use you and form you. Right. Absolutely. So, alright, so we'll continue this conversation. I do have a question about, like, what is the biggest obstacle people have uh, when you're traveling around, what they say is the biggest obstacle about Exodus 9 that they have. We'll be right back. Last week we got our 50 people. Let's do it again let's do another 50. Mark Lozano over at Christ Center Capital is doing something absolutely crazy. We talked about it. He, he said, this is something I want to do. I said, okay, if that's what you want to do, let's move forward. Let's do it. 50 people, the next 50 people who sign up using promo code TCMS2022, that's TCMS2022 over at ChristCenterCapital.com gives an absolutely free subscription to Christ Centered Capital. Christ Centered Capital is a watchdog site for Judeo-Christian investors. So if you're looking to put your money in an ethical way and get sound advice from Mark Lozano, go to ChristCenteredCapital.com, use promo code TCMS2022. The first 50 people who do so get a free subscription. We want to thank Mark Lozano and Christ Centered Capital for being a sponsor of The Catholic Man Show. Welcome back to the Catholic Command Show. If you're wanting to grow in holiness, if you're wanting to go closer to our, our our Lord, and you have not tried Exodus 90, I ask that you uh, pray about that and see if that is what the Lord is calling you to. Mm-hmm. And then maybe just do it anyway. And maybe just so. do it anyway. Maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe you're not listening very well anyway. Yeah. So, maybe the fact that we
2: just said you should do it is the Lord is is telling the, you. If you're you you looking for it. a
3: sign. Here it is. Uh, so, uh, Nathanael, you travel all around the U.S. in this RV with your wife, two kids, one on the way. Shout out to her; she is a uh, saint in the making. Let's go ahead and open up her cause for <laughs> canonization. Uh, she is uh, seems to be an awesome woman. She's got a nice truck, though. She has a nice <laughs> Ford F four fifty. Yeah. Uh, but so as you travel around, what, what's the one thing that guys, like when they, they walk up to you and say like, yeah, I've heard X it's 90, guys have done it, like but I don't want to do it because of X. Mm-hmm. What, what, what typically is the X? That, that people are hesitant about. The number one thing that they say. So it's the difference between what they say and what's true. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I totally think that that's the case. So the first one is it's an excuse. The first one's an excuse. Cold showers. Right. Yeah. I knew that was good.
2: I, yeah. I, I was thinking if I could right. put a million dollars down, it would be, be cold, the cold showers. showers.
0: What do you think the next two are? Uh, There's three top ones. Okay, uh, so it's going to be uh, cold the holy showers. Hour.
2: No. It's not the holy no. hour. No. Really? I would say
0: that. Alcohol. Uh, yeah. Alcohol.
2: Giving up alcohol and then giving that's up right.
0: sweets it's alcohol and not watching sports not watching sports yeah or t- tv movies so whatever. it's
3: all of, it's all aesthetic practices it's that's all right. it, like they don't see, even
0: think about the prayer and
3: a and lot of guys honestly that's the hardest part that's the hardest part, part.
2: Like, wh- uh, well, the first time i did it the 20 minutes that is minutes, the hardest
3: part is is the full hour of prayer every day every well, single yeah, day and and like
2: i was already praying a rosary every day i was right. already like praying like had a, a, a semi-good amount, right? But just that 20 minutes of like quiet prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what am I supposed to do? You know, like, <laughs> I guess I'll just keep sitting here like, all right, Jesus, I still love you. <laughs> I think you're really great. <laughs> we talked about my sins already. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was so hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, every day? Uh, but that was the thing that uh, that I fell in love with, Um yeah, that's the that. Thing. That the twenty minutes. It wasn't giving up chocolate, which is the, the hardest for me. Uh, it wasn't anything else. It was like, oh, um, I have a relationship now with Jesus. I'm not just like praying. Before I like prayed a lot, not a lot, but I prayed like a a regular amount, a decent amount. But I wasn't actually praying. I was just saying prayers. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, Made yeah. A big difference. I, I would agree that it is the hardest. Is actually learning this this understanding of silent prayer and participating in it because it does take such fortitude, as you were mentioning earlier, as, as such a strong virtue and necessary virtue. Because I mean, it's like being in the back of a car, you know, at, at 13 years old with your first girlfriend or something, right? And it's just like, okay, dad's driving, we're going to the movies, and you got 20 minutes of silence right there because nobody's talking. You know? right. It's totally awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get to the movies, and it's just like, Wow, still awkward because I can hear my dad eating popcorn behind me. Yeah. (laughs) So, still more silence. Uh But over time, of course, we we practice because we have the fortitude, we desire so much to have this relationship with a woman. Maybe it's that girl, maybe it's somebody else. And then we we grow in a relationship with them. We get through that awkwardness. We learn how to communicate with a woman from our 13 year old state onward as we get older and, and, and practice. Had we never talked to a girl again from 13
3: to let's say 30, guess what? It'd be just as awkward
2: totally mm-hmm.
3: but we practice but yeah and that that's actually the most intoxicating part right uh, once you get into the habit of doing it that's the part that you you can't give up it's a it's for me it was this just this grind to to keep uh this time period and be very intentional about it especially on the weekends when your whole routine gets thrown off anyway the saturdays and sundays are the hardest part because uh monday through friday you can set your own routine with work and then all of a sudden. Saturday, Sunday are, are thrown in the mix. So you have to be very intentional those days, yeah. right? But th- it's that, uh, you know, that time with, with, with our Lord that once you develop that habit, once you develop that virtue, it's the one that you don't want to let go the most. It's the most intoxicating. It's the one that you, you continue to go back to all, like, all the time.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And it's also the most important in, in many ways, right? Mm-hmm. Not absolutely. We can't, we can't separate these things. Christ told us to do all of these things, to pray, to practice asceticism, and mm-hmm. to live fraternity. Okay? He modeled them for us. It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. And God came down incarnate and modeled it. Okay, great. But when it comes to prayer itself, like if you just did asceticism with no prayer, it's like, whoa. Well,
1: I mean, we're, we're not Stoics. Right? right,
0: exactly. Absolutely. So we need this relationship. But how are we going to be the head of our household, the leader of our household, or whatever our vocation might be? As men, we're, we're called to lead. It's just naturally how we're created. But we're either going to lead from ourselves, which will probably, as I like to say about myself, if I was leading my family without prayer, I would just take that ship and hit every iceberg in the Atlantic, you know, and then my marriage would sink. Yeah, maybe on purpose even. (laughs) Honestly. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, take this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have so many stats about that, right? Marriages do sink. Well, I don't want that. If I don't want that, I I can't rely on myself. And my wife shouldn't rely on me if I'm not willing to rely on God. Mm -hmm and participate in his headship, Christ's headship, which is what my headship is supposed to be based and on. And
2: the sink rate of men who choose that every day is super low. You yeah. know, if you commit to your wife every day to be the man that she deserves, you know, that uh, the, a, a man who follows Christ, who sacrifices himself, who, under, mm-hmm. who, who sees himself as the servant of the
3: household, mm-hmm. um, that you know, if, if, if a woman lives with that kind of man, she doesn't want to leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we, we talked to John Leonetti one time and he said, he challenged Dave and I he said instead of saying, I love you, honey, when you leave for, for work in the day, he said, say, I will sacrifice for you today. Mm. And, t- and, to the, and, and he said, then come back at the end of the day and tell me it's not different. Yeah. Because it's, sometimes it's easy to just say, I love you. Yeah. Uh, it's not as easy to say, I'm going to sacrifice for you today and it's certainly
0: a precedent in the eyes of the wife too. So mm-hmm. I think it might be easy. I am not a woman, right? So maybe I project here. But I watch my wife. She's at home with two children. And I look at her when she's at home with two children or like when she's out and I have to take care of the two children. I'm like I don't know how you do this all day. Yeah. So I could see her saying, "Yeah, my husband goes and sits on the computer all day like uh-huh. and I have right. to deal with two he children." He gets to go talk to adults. Right. Yeah. 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 So I could see like Satan working in that. Mm-hmm. And if them not if they don't see and understand like actually yes it might not be as hard as what you're doing, but I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to work for the common good here for you. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm glad John shared that with you.
3: Yeah. it's was, it was very memorable uh-huh. to me.
2: So word on the street is that employees of Exodus 90 have to take cold showers every day. Is this true?
0: It is true. You've got cold water in the trailer. Uh, we, yes, we do. You playing <laughs> cold water. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The interesting thing about the trailer is the cold water is way colder in the winter right oh yeah because it's, cause it's outside freezing yeah. yeah in the tank i have to turn on my tank eaters and the people are like oh you get to put your tank heaters on yes yeah, so it stays above 35 degrees
3: uh-huh. I mean, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll gladly change you and trade you <laughs> yeah, yeah. i can't
2: figure
0: i can't figure out why exodus 90 is not popular in northern canada
2: oh. you know like, <laughs> yeah but
0: then in the summer times of course the water is a little bit warmer in the tank but right mm-hmm. it is what it is so but yeah year-round uh that's what we do so was that was that hard
3: well, has is it,
0: is it gotten to the point where your body just gets used to it? You asked the question earlier, what was the number one thing that guys say you know, right. is the hardest thing? Why they don't do it, exercise the, the hurdle, if you will. And we realized that. James realized that three, four years ago. And he said, hey, mm-hmm. when it was just James and Mark, Pika and I, what can we do to help these men who keep telling us, "Wow, if you didn't have the cold showers or whatever, I couldn't do cold showers. Okay. What if we tell them this person to person, not like broadcasting it, but like, hey, if you take cold showers for 90 days, I'm going to take it year round. Take it every day. Just do it for 90 days. I'll do it for you every day. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we do. We offer it up. Yes, for our families, certainly, but for Exodus men, for sure. Mm. Every day.
2: Yeah, and you know, it's just you guys are living, living what you preach. But well, you know what? The guys who say, oh, it's, uh, it's cold showers. If you said, you know what? I'm like one of the top dogs at Exodus 90. I hereby uh, release you from the cold showers. You personally, sir, don't have to take them.
0: He's still not going to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we have good evidence. I've, I like your intuition there. I'm glad you know that. I didn't know that when I started. <laughs> uh-huh. But you're right. Uh, we, so we did Exodus Land, right? Which you've, which you've in, invited people into. Uh-huh. And what are the three things we took out of Exodus Land? The cold, cold showers, showers,
3: the alcohol, and you're allowed to watch sporting events with other people. With other That's people. Right. right. So the
0: three biggest things. Right. And is our, is our like, rate of getting new men up there? Sure, we get some, but it's not nearly as much as we thought. Uh-huh. And we're realizing it's because it's a straw man. These people are projecting this straw man. I couldn't do it for these three reasons when really it's very different reasons. Either they don't want a relationship with Christ, and, and the silent prayer is tough. If you don't want a relationship with the Father or with Christ, or you don't want to sit in silence and realize your own self wherever you're at, yeah, then, then that's hard, the prayer aspect. Or if you just don't want to hang out with other men, or if you just don't want to change your life because it's too comfortable. And a lot yeah. of us are at that point. At some point,
2: I think a lot of it comes mm. down to uh, they're just too. It's too hard to dissip- like to harness their appetites. Because you, know, mm-hmm. you know, when I see a piece of chocolate cake, it's like I really want that. Yeah, and to say no, um, it's even harder when you're not doing Exodus ninety to mm-hmm. say no because I don't have any rules. Right, I'm a rule follower, so it's like, oh, the rules, I can't. You know, it's like yeah, oh, this, this a rule. It's motivating, right? Maybe. Yeah, uh, but I think a lot of people just cannot. Say no to themselves, and so they come up with an excuse. Yeah, um, so like if 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 you're if someone's listening mm-hmm. and you've, you find yourself someone who's been making excuses for Exodus 90, maybe if it keeps coming up, maybe the Lord is calling you to do it, and you just need to get a good fraternity, yeah. you know, because that's going to make a big <clears throat> difference.
3: Yeah, I mean, and even for me, like before I even did Exodus 90, I thought, no, I'm okay. I have my appetites under control. Like, I, like that's just kind of the thought you process, really like food, um, that I had, it, <laughs> uh, it's like, I just thought, you know, Oh, I have my appetites under control. No problem. But when you go for a full 90 days, uh, the lord very mercifully shows you things that you're attached to that you had no idea that you were actually attached to i did not realize that there were times where i did want to uh eat between meals or i did not realize the comforts of of, you know checking social media or just my habits of picking up my phone in awkward moments or you know there's just little things that i thought oh no i have no problems with that until you're like uh, 50 days in, and you realize—oh, yeah. yeah, I, I, I actually do have problems through. with that. So, yeah. um, anyway, we'll keep we'll, we'll keep talking about this on the other side of the break. One of on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Hey, I'm Adam Minahan, and this is David Niles from the Catholic Man Show, and we are so excited because we are
2: going on pilgrimage to Ireland. We're going this September, September 15th through the 24th. We're going to go to some amazing Catholic places in the country. As you know, the Catholic tradition in Ireland is so deep and rich. And while we're there, we're also going to be visiting some distilleries, if you can even imagine that. You know, us, the Catholic Man Show. So we're going on basically a (laughs) cathedral and distillery pilgrimage to Ireland. It's going to be awesome.
3: And, and because we're going on a, a distillery tours that are not typical for the tourists, Dave, we're not taking a bunch of people. We're not taking 60 people. We're not taking 50 people. We're capping this off at 30 people because we want to be able to That's have it. it. We're, we want it to be intimate. We want it to be able to uh, go to places that normal tourists don't get a chance to go to. Uh, so go to selectinternationaltours.com slash Catholic Man for more information.
2: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. Special guest it's Nathaniel Benversi. Ben Benversi. That's it. Benversi. Got it. It's it's in. I got it. Two for through. three. Yeah. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Two out of three. If, in if you are yeah, if you two were, out were three in bad. Major League Baseball, you'd be making a lot of money. If as a batting average. True dad So
2: true that. So okay. So um, we you know we talked a lot about cold showers, but I just want to ask you as somebody who takes a cold shower every day. And I think, like, this is, this is like, really maybe some of the prime stuff right here. Do you have any <laughs> tips or tricks? Because when I was talking to Mark Q, mm-hmm. who also worked, he gave me a, some strategies. Yeah. A strategy. So I want to know if you have any, like, here's a cold shower rookie mistake or something. <laughs> like, what's the best way to physically do it?
0: Well, I would say my strategy when I first started is probably a better strategy than now, uh, but... It's good for first-timers, right? Okay. So there's a few things you could do. One, don't put your head in right away, especially if it's the wintertime. Just yeah. do that last because you're going to lose so much heat right off your head, you know? Okay. That's one strategy, especially if you have a lot of hair, you know, Jesus hair or whatever. You know? I don't got to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. me neither. No, so. No, no. <laughs> anyway, but that's, that's one thing. Secondly, you could use a washcloth, right? And so you get your washcloth wet. You get yourself wet, then you just turn off the shower. Then you have the washcloth. I'm, I'm making people's asceticism easier here. Your body, yeah, your yeah. Body, <laughs> it warms up. I, had, the, I didn't the, even the consider water. this. Yeah, <laughs> warms up the water in the washcloth, so it's not nearly as miserable. Don't,
3: don't do that. Don't do that. Okay.
0: <laughs> and and that's that's an option. Okay. Okay. And then you, of course, just the standard of like turning the water on and off when you when you soap, right? So you don't need to have it on the whole time. But for me, I I don't do those things anymore. Uh, I actually don't haven't used soap in in. <laughs> <laughs> 4
1: years.
3: I actually uh, don't shower. <laughs> you
2: know, like, people
0: existed before soap so I figured it's fine. Yeah, I, well, it's true though. I haven't used soap for at least 4 years. Um probably a little longer. So what do you do instead? So okay, <laughs> got to do I know you got to do something. Right. No no no. Really? Yeah, and I use deodorant. I realize that's a line that is too far. Okay. But in terms of simplicity, like I don't shave. Clearly. Okay. Yeah. I lost my razor once. You actually, you that.
3: actually did it yesterday.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: he was clean shaven yesterday. That's right. It's <laughs> amazing.
0: <laughs> Everybody has their own cross. Yeah. Well, when you get holier, it just happens. yeah. He sneezed, <laughs> and all of a sudden there it was. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Benedict again. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't use anything. It was actually stemmed from this man. I was at a, an auto parts store. And there's an old man, and I was asking him, I was just getting into cars. And I said, hey, do you think I need this product? And he looks at me, and he goes, look, man, you see this wall of stuff that every auto parts store has next to its checkout or close to the checkout counter? He goes, that entire wall, none of that was here when I was a kid. Our cars ran just fine. It's all marketing. You don't need any of that stuff. And I started wondering, like, okay, well, how much is that is everything else in life? Well, you need conditioner because we shampoo our hair too much. Hmm. Well, if we stop shampooing our hair, would our hair be as greasy as we think it would be? For the first 30 days, yes. After that, no, our hair is producing so much more grease because we're putting chemicals in it every day. Mm -hmm. Our body doesn't need that. So I started simplifying my life without crossing a line where I'd be a distraction to other people. So deodorant, I don't use antiperspirant, but I use deodorant. And that's necessary for me so I don't distract other people. Mm -hmm. And brushing my teeth, my dentist like, yeah, you don't really need toothpaste if you brush your teeth every day. Uh, After about three weeks, I could tell. I could tell because my sister goes, what's wrong with your teeth? (laughs) okay so that's right yeah but simplifying your life anyway so asceticism yeah you can make your cold shower easier but then you're really asking the question of like
3: but i don't want what's the reason the reason why i'm doing it is because it's hard Mm -hmm. like i don't want to be like if i'm going to do something that's difficult i don't want to do it like the easiest difficult that i could do like if i'm going to do it i want to do it like it's not going to be fun regardless Worldwide. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's there's like,
2: nothing you can do to make it. It's not gonna be fun suck. regardless. Yeah.
3: So we should just embrace it. Uh, the whole point of it is is to deny yourself and say, embrace it and say like, no, I'm going to do this, even though it's hard. Yeah, I think the right way to answer the question
0: that David asked originally is, how do you make it easier? You stop thinking about yourself. Right. And you
3: start exactly. thinking about somebody It's way else. easier yeah. if like if when before I Before
0: w- you to turn the water on, you say, say, This is for my wife. Or
2: right. this is for It's ways. You know, the souls in purgatory or whatever. this, it's is, like, this oh. is what I learned between now the first time a, and the second time. Now there's a, time. a purpose to it. It's not just like suffering. It's not mm-hmm. just not
3: We're not stoics. That's right? I mean,
2: this is This is what Mark told me, and I'm gonna share it with everybody. Yeah, please. Okay, so instead of the what I used to do is turn the water on and I'd be like, and I'd be like staring at it, you know, like just watching the water go down the drain. And then I'd like work up like the courage to get in, okay? Maybe get my arm in first, but, ah! You know, and then just kind of get in. That's a mistake, okay? What you do is you just stand under the faucet and just... The shower head, yeah. The shower head, yeah, and just turn it on. Yep. That's a way better approach than, like, trying to ease Ease in. Ease into it. You know, it's sort of like getting into a cold pool by walking down the steps or just jumping in. Yep. I mean, like when you do just jump in, you realize that was a lot easier than walking in. Even though when you're on staring at the diving board, you don't want to do it. But yeah. still, it's my tip. It's my shout. Cool. I like the tip.
0: And I do I do a similar thing now. I to assure that I do my prayer, I essentially I'm genuflecting with my hand on the on the knob so that I'm I'm on a knee and I'm praying for somebody. And then as soon as I'm ready, I'm still in that position. And I just turn it on. And then it gets all of me instead of just my head. Uh, my back is it's like, oh, that's the part. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's so something that, that didn't get. that. Yeah. Well,
2: and you know what I do is I don't get out. Because if you stand there and let the water hit you like on the back, it, it's sort of like when you take an ice bath. If you sure. don't move, it's kind of not cold after like three or four seconds, you know, like. It's now, not as cold. If yeah. you move or if someone like puts their hand in the bath or something, you're like, hey. You're messing it up. You know, I've got like a bubble or something around me. So if you, I just stay in the shower.
0: Yeah. And that seems to work. Well, here's an image. Here's an image that I, I like to use when I give talks uh, in formation other places. It's this image of the common priesthood. So we're all baptized priest, prophet, and king, right? And those aren't just privileges. Oh, yeah, it's nice that we are priest, prophet, and king. No, those are obligations, right? They, they mm. come with obligations mm-hmm. to live them out baptized into Jesus Christ, and thus his three offices, every single one of us. So how do we live out our common priesthood? We see, a, we see a priest, let's say an ordained priest, right? And we say, hey, Father, yeah, it's a Sunday, and I was just in the church, and there's like 300 people there, and no priest. Are you going to come and celebrate Mass? Because we're standing at your rectory door right now, yeah. and I can see that there's NFL on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, Father goes, ah, you know, I celebrated it last Tuesday and Thursday, and I'm going to celebrate it probably another Tuesday and Thursday this week and probably next Sunday. So, I prayed for you this morning. That should be good, huh? No. Have a nice day. <laughs> right. Like We would say that's a bad priest. Mm-hmm. Even though he's praying for us, us in the common priesthood, we need matter and form as well. We need the matter that is what we're sacrificing. In this case, uh, for a priest would be the bread and the wine, right, at the Eucharistic mm-hmm. table. And then the form being the right prayers. So, for us, we need prayer, yes. But to live at a priesthood, a, priesthood has, a priest has to make sacrifice right Mm -hmm. that is his definition of a priest one who makes sacrifice to bring unity between man and man and man and god Mm -hmm. for those of us i think who are young and don't have children yet or for those of us who may by god's grace have more children who's praying for our future children who's sacrificing for our future future children Mm -hmm. imagine our future child coming up to us and saying hey uh you're going to celebrate mass today like are you going to sacrifice for me today ah no but i'll pray for you i love you right yeah Yeah. exactly going back to that absolutely So the shower can be that. It can be our altar. Other things can be certainly as well. Mm-hmm. But we have this obligation. So where are we going to do it? Doing it first thing in the morning is a great way to do it. And as my friend in Oregon City, Exodus man, taught me, full C, baby. <laughs> full C. All the way cold. Yeah. Make your prayer yeah. and your sacrifice uh-huh. and offer it. Also, like
2: Exodus taught me, I don't actually have to shower every day i thought i did i don't (laughs) turns out (laughs) i don't even not even close to needing to shower every day you know but um another thing exodus like this is a brand new development in the niles household so my daughter she's seven she's about to uh this week this sunday she's going to receive first communion and confirmation and so is jude too yeah and jude and luke will be confirmed Confirmed. um Mm -hmm. so i was telling her like hey you're going to be confirmed that means like i need you to start taking your prayer life more seriously so like she knows I pray every day. Like when they wake up, they see dad praying. Um, or or if I'm, I'm done praying, they know that I pray every day in the morning. So I told her like, you're going to have a rule now. Like you get up, you go to the bathroom, five minutes of prayer. So every day, that's like my new rule for her. And I totally am getting this from Exodus 90. So it's even my daughter is becoming an Exodus girl
0: yeah.
2: um, in, in some way. And I just like, because this the discipline of that. Quiet prayer in the morning. Don't put it off. It, I made the mistake also of like, oh, I'm going to be in the in the adoration chapel like in the in the afternoon. I'll do my 20 minutes then. That's great to like pray in front mm-hmm. of like Jesus, definitely. But it's if you just have to pray right when you wake up. It's just you can't you can't uh, get around that being the best time to pray. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I wanted to give I want to give that to my children because it's a great gift, um, and I know that they don't. They might not see it that way right away, but that's okay.
1: Yeah,
0: but especially if she understands the why behind it too. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is for your future spouse. You could do that. Sure. Or your relationship. Or your vocation. Yeah, yeah, whatever it might be. Yeah, that's huge. That's such a gift for mm-hmm. sure. That's beautiful actually doing that.
3: So what do you what do you say about uh, the guys who say, listen, all you guys are, are focused on is like the negative aspect. It's just like, it's always, we're, we're in lint. It's always... You, you, you guys don't know how to feast. It's just always fasting. It's always, like, we're supposed to be joyful. Like, what is the, what is the you know, There are some between. people who hate on it, who think it's, it's, just, too yeah. it's uh, just too much. So w- w- what do you say to that?
0: So we had, we released Exodus uh, Advent this last year, mm-hmm. uh, right? This Advent exercise. <laughs> and we got a message that just said, you guys make every month Lent. <laughs> it's like, right. okay, great. Well, you're almost getting the concept, but not quite. Uh-huh. Right? So imagine Easter time. Yes, we, the church calls us, commands us to rejoice and to have greater praise and glory, if you will, uh, honor and celebration and joy in that season. This is true. At the same time, we are not in heaven yet. What people think is when they, when they hear Exodus is like, oh, there's just no joy there. Actually, there is great joy and there's great freedom in being Christ-like, a man who sacrificed daily and told us to deny ourselves and take up a cross daily and follow him. So, when it comes to living this, let's Easter season. Okay, what Franciscan friar do you know in the Easter season that's gonna be found Easter Monday with a jelly donut on his belly, his feet cooked up, kicked up, no habit on, and just right. watching television? Right, nope. No. Who's sk- skipping the hours, right? right? Yeah. Not praying? No, that's not it. He's going to be praying, he's going to be doing asceticism, and absolutely he's gonna have a big fat steak at night because he's gonna be celebrating the Easter season as well. Right. Both. Both, but he's still human. He's still the side of heaven. He could still sin
3: that death. so
0: he's going to be doing it well.
3: Okay, if you're listening to this on the radio, join the podcast Catholicmancho.com. We're here with Nathaniel from Exodus ninety. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Yeah. So,
2: this is this is something that I also I'm just I keep keep talking about myself, but it's like I just oh. know myself. Probably better than I know other people. So um, we can talk about Jim. I know Jim pretty well. Yeah, Uh, but (laughs) I realized, like, okay, especially my first Exodus, I'd be waiting for Sunday, but like, I'd have like a Kit Kat bar or something. Like, I am gonna just destroy this on Sunday.
3: (laughs) <laughs> plow into it like,
2: like the Titanic into that iceberg. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just going to... 1201,
3: re- I'm this wrapper is off this Kit Kat. Like, I am going to get wrecked. I was um, off before. You said you know, a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to eat it. I'm just going to smell it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <sighs> oh, but and it would be like... Uh, I'm not kidding. It'd be... Yeah, I'd be getting ready for bed and realize, oh, I should eat some more chocolate before I go to bed. Like, it's my... You know, like... Otherwise, it's going to... And I would. And uh, like then I'd be going to bed just a mess, feeling like, I'm not doing it right, you know? <laughs> Why do I feel so bad? And I realized, like, I'm not. I'm going to quit relaxing disciplines on Sunday. And when I did that, I totally changed my perspective about Sunday. I realized Sunday's not special because you eat chocolate or because you, like, drink beer. It's special because it's Sunday, you know? Right. And then I found uh, more of, like, an interior... I, I was, like, learning to... Rejoice, learning to feast, um, like on the intellect, Um, because I found on Sunday. Okay, I still have like a lot of my appetites. My appetites are still quieted, and so I was able to reflect on like the joy, especially um, as Lent is coming to an end, getting closer to Easter. You know, the just like the joy of the resurrection and everything that meant in my life, Uh, and like it totally enlightened my Sundays. And that was that was like what I was feasting on was this just intellectual mm-hmm. uh, bliss, and uh, I, I told some it's of my friends like the that
3: highest good is is to yeah intellect.
2: exactly. I told some of my friends like whoa you, you shouldn't be fasting. Aquinas
3: is right. Aquinas is right. Well, and they said you shouldn't be fasting <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> and I
2: said like uh, you know I'm not. It's not like I'm hungry, guys. You know, okay, I'm just not drinking alcohol and not eating candy. You know, it's not like oh, it's Sunday. I must. I can't deny myself anything. You know, I should just throw moderation out the window, um, and because that was my thought too. Like oh, it's Sunday. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be fasting. I've, you know, if I want something, I should have it. You know, but that's totally wrong. That's, that's not true. what it means yeah. at all.
0: I concur on this side of heaven. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but our world is. If we're so. Somebody described it to me <laughs> in this way. Like we're always feasting, and so the the only yeah. way for us to to feast is gluttony mm. because we're always living a feast. So when we increase or add any discipline to Sunday, all of a sudden we're like, what? you guys are
1: going overboard. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right.
2: You don't
0: even know what Sunday is supposed yeah. to be. It's, it's, which is, it's just really sad. Like I love those people because at least they know that Sunday exists uh-huh. as the Lord's day. So they have one step forward that most people don't have, which is huge. And that's, that is a blessing in and of itself. But yeah there's more there's more joy more freedom that they could access if they understood even more what the lord's day is what the christian mm-hmm. life
3: is yeah. one one of the things that we uh really pushed and i'd like to get your take on it whether or not we did this correct or not was the this last Exodus 90 there was a lot of men who who unfortunately for whatever reason didn't have a group a good group of guys around them to do it with mm-hmm. either they they didn't have friends close enough to them that would be willing to do it or they just didn't want to do it with them uh and so what we did was we formed groups uh virtual groups uh for those people so that way they could at least check in with with somebody even though, even though it's virtually Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've also heard that whether or not it's an excuse or a legitimate excuse or not of saying like, well, I just, I don't want to do it by myself. There's not enough guys around me to to do it with me. Um, Maybe speak a little bit about the importance of having men around you while doing XS90, but then also, is it okay, even though it's not the ideal situation uh, to have a a group that's online together?
0: So we did a study on this, uh, especially during the COVID year. Of, well, what was the effectiveness of Exodus for those who met in person? And what were the effectiveness of those who met virtually? And the effectiveness in and of itself of the guys who took this evaluation was nearly the same, okay? Which shocked us. We thought it would definitely be more. Oh, one yeah, person. me too.
2: I thought that's not what you were going to say.
0: Right. However, we did a different study than later of, okay, what was the likelihood you finished if you were in person or with a fraternity? Hmm. Because that other study was only of the guys who finished. Right. Hmm. So uh, that showed us that the chances of you finishing are much higher if you're in person than if you're virtual. Most of the time, it's because those virtual relationships uh, don't have a a grounding, if you will. Those guys might have never met each other, who you connected with, Mm -hmm. connected together, right? Fraternities that have, let's say you went to college with a bunch of buddies, and then you re-got those buddies together. You already have a relationship that you've built. You're going to do virtual because they've all moved away. That's a different story. Those guys are much more likely to continue on and and finish mm-hmm. because they have a relationship. It's based on so virtual isn't terrible, it just requires way more discipline to commit. I'm going to be at that meeting no matter what, and I'm going to be on time, and I'm going to make sure I have internet that works. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there, and I'm going
2: to be honest. So part of the problem with virtual is that there's no relationship mm-hmm. or, or like precedent. You know, it's like you don't see these people, you don't right. run into them after mass. Right. You know,
0: so the accountability factor isn't as high. Yeah. It, it it is often not as high uh-huh. that can be overcome, but you have to have a group of guys who is absolutely uh, upfront about that. Hey, we're going to really hold each other accountable because we know we don't know each other. Yeah. And, but we want this. So it's gotta be very upfront. What do you it, say
2: about someone yeah. who says, I don't have a group. I'm
0: just going to do it by myself. Yeah. Then they're not doing it. It's just to be honest, you're doing something, but you're okay. not doing the spirit. You might exercise. be doing something that's good, Yeah, but it's not exactly Exodus 90. Right. So what we're trying to do with Exodus 90 is to live the Christian life in more fully, right? Mm-hmm. And asceticism often isn't in the Christian life that most of us are living, but it is a part of the Christian life. Fraternity as well. We're made in the image and after the likeness of God. Well, he is unity. He's trinity. He is relationship. We are made for that exact same thing, after that image and likeness. Not just with our wife, because there's plenty of people who aren't married, both before marriage, if you will, and those who take up celibacy. They're still made for unity. It's not good for man to be alone. still applies to them. Mm-hmm. So... What, how are we going to live that out? How are we going to live out real accountability with other men by actually having a fraternity? Yeah. The thing about Exodus and these, these prayer asceticism and fraternity that we focus on, if you're not doing Exodus 90, if you're not doing one of our other 20 exercises, that's fine. You still have to live these if you want to be Christian. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to do Exodus because you can't find a fraternity, okay, you still have to find a fraternity. You still have to find community. So what are you going to do? That shouldn't be an excuse not to do Exodus because it's, it's essentially an excuse to not live the Christian life. Which isn't okay. Mm.
2: Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. What do you say to people? Because this is another like, kind of objection I, I have heard is that, oh, some of the disciplines are like, I don't need this discipline, you know, and to me, it's just like, how does obedience come in yeah, yeah. into the, the Exodus 90 Like with program? the
0: audiobooks. Remember we talked about the audiobooks? Oh yeah, we
2: went, we went round and round on this. And thank bit. God, I, wanna, I want you to know this, we found the FAQ page so helpful. Because when we you know, First like man. us us men, we're a little bit scrupulous a little bit, I guess. It's like, well, is that really what it means? It's like guys, we found out you cannot have juice. It is a sweet, you know, like, like well, is juice a sweet drink? You can eat oranges, why can't you have orange juice? Well, because it's a sweet drink. And they say no sweet drink. Doesn't say you can't have fruit, just you can't have sweet drinks. Is orange juice sweet? It's exactly what it says in the FAQ. <laughs> Yeah, we put a lot of time into those. Yeah, I, I like, bet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And it was like, there we go. Now we can just obey. Like, we don't have to Argue. be bitter yeah. about who's right and who's wrong. It's like, oh, okay. Who, it's clear. Who one of us is, we're, like, one of we're us right, is right, we're one doing of the us program.
3: The program says this. It doesn't matter if this is like what we want to do or not do. It says we're doing, you know, this and we're going to do it. So we just obey it. Yeah.
0: F- uh, obedience to a good master sets you totally free.
3: Even oh. if he's like not perfect
0: about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, this great freedom there, but we don't yeah. think that as as Americans. Freedom isn't obedience. Right. Freedom is doing whatever the, f- the heck I want. Yeah, <laughs> which isn't right. Isn't isn't right at all. Uh, so, what were we talking about before that?
2: Like people being screw Like uh, okay, so like I just think Exodus ninety. No one is at Exodus oh, is yes, saying yes, this yes, is yes, the yes, perfect yes. spiritual program. Right. You know, like this is. It is what it is. Yeah.
0: But you asked a question about maybe too much or about something else. Oh, like some You're people right.
2: say like, oh, these disciplines are just rigorous. Oh, yes. I don't need them. And obedience. Right, right, right. Right. Oh, right.
0: So there, there is in and of that a hidden discipline, if you will, regarding obedience, mm-hmm. which is giving up control. Mm-hmm. When we set our own disciplines or say, I don't need this one. For me, when I did Exodus the first time, it's like alcohol my parents essentially never drank alcohol, very close to never drank alcohol when I was growing up. Uh-huh. So I had no problems. With, that's a gift, huge grace. I've had no problems with alcohol, mm-hmm. no self-control issue. And at the time, I was uh, a focused missionary, and I was working mainly with underclassmen, and I was on a fundraised salary. So alcohol cost more money mm-hmm. than a lot of drinks, especially water. So And my, yeah. I couldn't I wasn't drinking it with my students. So I, was, I had essentially no alcohol that year. All of a sudden, I did Existingy, and I couldn't have alcohol. And then I wanted it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More and more and more every day. And I was like, Lord, why am I frustrated that I can't... I should be able to have alcohol. Like, I don't have a problem with alcohol. This shouldn't be a a discipline for me. Right. And then in prayer, the Lord's like, yeah, your problem is control. You want to control what you can and can't have. Uh And I was able to realize that only because I committed to something I didn't Mm -hmm. have a problem with. Mm -hmm. I committed to be obedient to this exercise.
3: Yeah, and that's the beauty of exercise tonight. It sheds the light on those things that you, don't, you think, oh, I don't have a problem with this. And then you realize, oh, it's not actually this that I don't have a problem with. It's the pride of, my, of wanting to control my life that I yeah. have a problem with. Yeah, absolutely. Man.
0: But we, there's so many things that we don't even know about that we ought to be obedient to. Mm-hmm. Right? So, for example, for our listeners, if you don't want to be obedient to the next thing I'm about to say, turn it off now. But here we go. Giddy 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 yeah, days of penance in canon law. Do you know what the days of penance are? Well, there's the ember days. In, in the current version of canon oh, law, oh, not oh. named. No, it's yeah. just, oh, it's it's just, just two, Ash two, Wednesday two and Good Friday. Yeah, two days. Those are the days of fasting. But the days of penance are, are more. Oh, so, so I do can, not know. Canon 1249 to 53, in case anybody wants to do some light reading. Okay. Canon 1249 to 53 talks about this amidst, amidst a few other things. Days of penance are the season of Lent and Fridays of the entire year. If you're a lawyer and you see that that exact sentence all together as one thing, The season of Lent and Fridays of the entire year. What canon law has just done is made Fridays of the entire year equal in penitence to Lent. Do we live that? Fourth of July, Friday, are we living that? Most of us aren't. Right. But we need it year round. We need that reminder year round that, yeah, Christ died for me and I'm a sinner and I don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. And I need to deny my flesh so that I can receive the grace that he has in store for me. So that I can open up a channel that I usually don't have open. But asceticism, self-denial, opens up a whole new channel that prayer doesn't open up alone for grace to come in. Yeah, I want that open all the time. And I can do that by being obedient. And I'm free to do that now, especially if you heard it now. Okay, great. Every Friday, Day of Penance. Right. And uh, every Friday is
2: you're supposed to abstain from meat. Every Friday. That didn't go away in Vatican II. I don't know where that... If you can't, then it from. says uh, well, it, it did it's, it's say like UCCB. it did say that like okay, yeah, Ch- you could do something else if you wanted. It deferred to the conference of bishops and the bishops, the the USCCB said. Yeah, that but they didn't. It didn't go away. People think that like oh, we don't have to do
0: that anymore. So it's no longer uh, obligation under the pain of mortal sin or mm-hmm. sin itself at all. So yes, we are dispensed. The law is still the law. And I had a, a discussion with somebody who wrote really? in about this because I I called it the law. Like the law says you need to give up meat on Fridays. He's like, it's not the law. We don't have to do it. We're dispensed from what? The law. So it's still the law. We're just dispensed from it. But we have to give up something of equal matter. Now, what's equal? Well, giving up meat is certainly equal. I know that because it's giving up meat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Now it's up to me. That's tough. The other aspect about it is canon law, the current version that we have, came out. After the no- newest version came out after the USCCB has written this document. I'm not saying that it uh, trumps it, but I'm saying the USCCB, one of the largest conferences in the world, said, we're going to dispense you from having to, re- to having to give up meat on Fridays for these reasons, not you know, health reasons, whatever else. And f- so because of this, anybody is dispen- everybody's dispensed from it. And the canon law still came out and said, this is still the law. Yes, US. you're still dispensed from it. That still stands. But we still think it's so important to unite us on this topic. Mm-hmm. Now, the USCCB, that document, super short, that dispenses us from it. One of the things it says in there, which is so interesting, that this is not an exact quote, but very, very close, okay? That by f- by dispensing the people from the obligation to abstain from meat on Fridays... Oh, man, how does it go? We, we're dispensing you from the, the obligation to abstain from meat on Fridays with the hope that you... Uh, man, how do they say it? Oh, are more desirous to do it on your own, more desirous to do it on your own, which is just a weird thing. Like now you're free. You don't have to do it, but it still is the law. And we're, we're hoping you're more desirous to do it on your own, which I mean, how many, how many of us are? Right. Few. What I like to say to people is let's prove them right. Mm -hmm. Like let's be desirous. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Because freedom is
3: what you ought to do. Yeah. The obligation to do what you ought to do. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, and once again, it seems like something that's small. Like oh, I don't have to do that. You know, why would I do it? It's like well, do it because do it out of love. You know, I, small things. I understand with, with that. Like, honestly, eat, not eating meat on Friday is not really even hard.
3: Especially now yeah. with how delicious I mean, we can like, make right, fish and everything Salmon. else. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll just have
0: like
2: twelve pieces of cheese pizza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I make this grilled cheese. I'm from Wisconsin originally. Okay, so I make this grilled cheese. It is just too good. Well, my family and I, we don't eat it on, on Fridays
2: and let. It's just it's too just, good. It's just yeah. like,
3: I'm not even yeah. Yeah, but on a
0: Friday,
2: like throughout the rest of the year, it's like, yeah, come on, let's have it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Why not? It's oh, like,
2: man. yeah, I get it. Eating meat, it's not even really a sacrifice as re- much as it is an obedience. It's just something that sets us as, as Christians apart. What? And it's a, it's a, a recalling. Um, you know, it, it just is like, Hey, I'm not doing the same thing today. I do on every yeah. other day. Why? Oh, it's Friday. You know? So it's not even so much a sacrifice as it is just uh,
0: a remembrance. In addition, you got at something in there as well. And it's unity, unity with mm-hmm. the body of Christ is yeah. key. Yeah. Yeah. So asceticism, just like prayer and fraternity, both prayer and fraternity it's obvious that they bring us to unity, unity with God, but also unity with each other, especially when we pray for each other and fraternity of course is unity with each other Mm -hmm. and for the sake of us being a part of the body of Christ, thus unity with God. Asceticism also ought to absolutely bring us into greater unity. The church teaches us this. When are the 40 days of Lent? Well, she sets them and we all abide by them, Right? not whenever we want, right? And the Fridays are Fridays, not whichever day of the week you want Mm -hmm. to pick. So they ought to the same. If it's not as hard for, for you, David, as it as it might be for Adam, too bad. Like, who cares? It's unity that's more important. Right. As opposed to, like, you know, <laughs> I take three cold showers a day. He doesn't even take seven a week. I take three a day, right? right. Like, I don't actually do that. But I could be really prideful. Or mm-hmm. I could get these greater asceticisms sure. and say, I'm more holier than you. Right. When the greatest asceticism might just be unity. And just, I'm actually not going to do more than I've asked or more than my community is. So... When we live for when we live Exodus ninety, we do this asceticism with our fraternity. If we choose for those of the listeners out there who want to live prayer asceticism fraternity, the Christian life without Exodus ninety, that's fine. But do it with your fraternity. Live the same ascetic disciplines. Choose together. Some of them are going to be harder for you than those guys, and some of them will be easier for you than those guys. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Do it together. Bring it. Bring unity in, into the picture.
2: Yeah, unity is the goal. I mean, it's it's I think an appropriate analogy um, in marriage that. Unity leads to procreativeness. Yeah. You know, and so when we, when we come together in unity, we can be fruitful. Uh, it's like that's when we are like uniting as the body of Christ. This is, you know, God, Jesus said he wants us all to be one, right? So rejecting some of these things that we have as a universal practice, really, I, it's, I think we miss everything that we're giving up. We yeah. miss the, what we're lacking in those moments.
3: Totally agree. Okay. So just to pivot, cause I have a, just a selfish question for you, please. The hardest thing and the most joyful thing about living on the road with your family,
0: mm. because
3: yeah. I traveled like in my old job, I used to travel all the time because I didn't travel with my family, yeah. which is probably a positive and negative in, in many aspects, but I hated traveling, yeah. um, being gone. So what, like how do you how do you have fraternity like how do you like you're, you're yeah. on the road all the time like, yeah yeah like, yeah who are you No, I'm just <laughs> i'll tell you i'm happy to tell you uh, because I, that's not what i'm in mean at all like, i'm in an nexus
2: fraternity with my four-year-old yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so what's, what's the easiest thing uh or the most joyful thing about being on the road with yeah. your family uh and then the hardest thing and then how do you maintain fraternity
0: Yes. So I'll, we'll start with the fraternity just because it's right there and it's the easiest question. Sure. I have an exodus fraternity. I've been in the exodus fraternity for three and a half years now. Three, yeah, Three and a half years now. And we've been faithful meeting every week, which is great. And so we continue that. And during, of course, like every, most people during uh, COVID, we started meeting virtually now and then. Yeah. Most of the time, unfortunately, during especially the lockdown portion is what it is. And so we got used to having that and we stayed committed, which is great. So we often will still meet in person, mm-hmm. but... We don't live, we're not all in the same parish anyway, in the yeah. same town that we live in. And now that I'm gone, well, it is what it is. I, I just stay faithful. I have to stay faithful to those meetings. And so I do. And my check-ins every single night with my anchor, still faithful to those. I need, I know I need them mm-hmm. as a man, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm super grateful for my anchor, my, my brother who checks in with me, for being faithful to them as well, you know, and holding me accountable because I need him. And I really appreciate that. And so mm-hmm. that's that aspect. Okay. Hardest thing, easiest thing, um, being on the road. I'd say the hardest thing, is RVing looks great in lots of pictures, right? Like epic shots. very Instagrammable. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Uh, It's just, especially in the winter time, which is when we started. We started in November and went through the winter. So we've made it through our first winter and our first five or six months and I'd say the hardest part of RVing, so great. Uh, But yeah, every aspect of RVing was new to us and things break and you gotta be ready to fix it yourself and uh there's just a lot of little things Hmm. moving all the time most rvers either they'll go for a weekend or they'll go for like a long week or whatever even full timers they'll stay in one spot for at least a week well doing missions like doing formation for people all over the country yeah i'm there for a night maybe two next yeah and when i'm traveling in between if it's a long stop like where am i staying travel america loves flying day right. koa i mean no so i'm not even staying at campsites we stayed at zero campsites like zero rv campsites because hmm. that costs money that's 40 bucks a night on a cheap campsite it is 40 bucks for a cheap campsite
2: oh my gosh that's i thought f- I, I thought i guess if you have a tent
0: then it's like four dollars yeah maybe yeah, i don't know <laughs> but you get, you get electric and you get the dump site and whatever else yeah hmm. so that's a thousand dollars a month that's a mortgage payment we're not doing that like that's just not a part of the mission we're happy to see the greatest truck stops that America has to offer. And that's just a, it's a, a testimony to my wife and her ability to, to do that and to travel like that. But those would be the hard parts, like the constant up and going, up and going, up and going. So hopefully we'll get our speak engagements closer together because 14 hours on the road with two children is not the most exciting part of the trip. The other hand, my wife being such a missionary and me as well, we had people over when we lived in Fort Wayne all the time. Uh, easily two nights a week, minimum, we'd have families or somebody over for dinner so when you're talking about two to four nights a week it's a lot of time where i've just been at the office and now yes i'm with my wife but i'm not really you know you guys get it right Mm -hmm. yeah so
2: it's this is kind of romantic for you just to like be in the truck i like taking road trips with my wife i mean i understand that's a lot different from when you're doing it 24 hours a day but there is you know it's just like you and her in the front seat got all this windshield time great conversations
0: absolutely yeah. So that that's been the biggest grace. We've had more time together because of it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been it's made work harder. So like car seat time that's not like The girls have been really good. Yeah. And now they start to play with each other, even though they're each in their car seats. Yeah. A four-year-old and a two-year-old. It's just because they're facing one's facing forward, one's facing backwards. Yes. So it's just, uh, yes. Isn't that That's great? Perfect.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: When they're when they're cooperating, it's great. When they hit each other, it's a little different. But yeah, you which know, you can't separate. Them. We, we yeah. split apart now. Yeah, we weren't before, but now they are definitely split apart. Now. Yeah. So, but anyway, so yes, yeah. yeah. Those are some of the easiest and the hardest times, and uh, we'll just do what the Lord wants us to do, and and He gives He gives you the grace, you know, to That's do true. what He calls you to do if you're open to receiving it. You just gotta like know
2: that he will and it's like you know that he will just yeah just remember it you
0: know and then like don't doubt it the best advice i think we got when we were going into our being and i think we can apply this to whatever the lord's calling us into uh, but our being was a, a more obvious one is expect things to break and then just when they happen you're like yeah i expected this to happen go fix it move on what kinds of things break oh man so many things are plastic first of all because they want it to be light And then any trim pieces, if you've been in an RV recently, and they have beautiful trim, right, all stapled onto the wall. Well, you're taking your RV through an earthquake every time you move it, right, like on the interstate. Most of us complain when we're driving our nice luxury cars on the interstate with the potholes. I'm driving my house. So things fall, trim just falls off, and then I have to go and drill pilot holes and then put an actual screw in that piece of trim so it doesn't fall off again, you know. Uh, and a Copious amount of glue. <laughs> yeah, certainly helps.
2: Like as maybe well. a toxic level of oh. <laughs> yeah. In the winter, we're <laughs> gonna need to stay out of the RV ar- ar- <laughs> for a little
3: bit, honey. <laughs> yeah, put the windows down while we drive. Yeah. Should we do that? Air we this baby out. Get this baby out. <laughs> Man, we
0: we had a hole in our in our floor. Uh, the the slide somehow the wheel of the slide put a hole in our in our floor and uh, i was that like well sounds
1: like a
2: problem
0: yeah because then of course water could get in there and whatever else and destroy and two-year-old the two-year-old could go out oh, of it oh my goodness mm. oh yeah well anyway so this we're like well what are we gonna do I'll, I'll just get a bunch of epoxy and i'll just put epoxy over it well it was cold in the winter so the epoxy didn't dry for like five or six days and it's collected all this dirt and i've been trying mm. to keep the four and two-year-old off of that spot right it's just like <laughs> it's what it is <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> thank you lord yeah. <laughs> yeah and you don't
2: even get like saturday where it's like i right i'm gonna go to the hardware store but you know you could take you could park in the hardware store i could and then it like because the worst man is when you get home and you realize dang it (laughs) i need this
0: too (laughs) right i need
2: this thing or i got a a size seven and i need a size six you know like just you know back and forth but you'd just be right
0: in the parking lot
3: that would be a good good option yeah Mm
0: -hmm. it's a good idea
3: (laughs) Yeah. uh so a lot maybe the last uh you know, word to the to the men out there, um, maybe a word of encouragement to the guys who have done Exodus 90 before and then those who have not.
0: Mm. If you haven't done Exodus 90 before, then my suggestion certainly is to, to pray about it. If you're not used to hearing God in prayer and discernment is a difficult thing, then just go a direction. And my suggestion, as, as these gentlemen were saying earlier, go in the direction of Exodus 90 because it is the direction of the Christian life. And it's going to lead you to living a life of prayer, of fraternity in a very structured way. Great. If the Lord doesn't want you to do that, he'll make it clear. He'll put up barriers, whatever, and he'll tell you, don't do it. If there's no barriers or there's few barriers because Satan's going to put some up, just keep going and be faithful to our Lord. So that would be my first suggestion. But you need a fraternity as you've heard already. So find those men and God will give you those men if you're willing to cooperate with his grace. So go and start asking guys no matter how awkward it is because salvation is so worth The awkward invitation. And they don't have to be your age. That's right. I think there's a beautiful thing about Exodus Mm -hmm. that I was shocked at. Fraternities Mm -hmm. with guys of intergeneration. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's just
0: like, wow. Then you get insights Mm -hmm. from other places in life, and you stop whining about the things that only people (laughs) your age deal
2: with.
3: Yeah, that's so true. And
0: it puts it into perspective.
3: Like Jim.
2: He's like, I don't know, like two or three years older than me. Jim. Uh, I mean Two or three decades He's like He's (laughs) just a few years older than me But we're still friends That's the thing Mm -hmm. It's
0: like we're still friends Yeah Yeah It's it's a huge gift For sure Mm -hmm. Are you still his friend? Do you think you're still his friend? I have to be Yeah (laughs) He said he has to be And that's how you know it's a real friendship (laughs) When one of them says I have
2: to be Good fortitude (laughs) Right It's (laughs) like You guys are Oh you guys are like actually friends Yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah, so that's those guys. Those who have done Exodus 90, especially those who are in the biblical series, Fortitude, keep going. Keep your brothers engaged. Because Satan wants us to quit. Yeah, Satan wants us to quit. If you're not doing the biblical series, now's a great time to wrangle your brothers back together and keep going. Because now you have a few weeks since Easter. Most of us finished Exodus at Easter, but you could do it any time, right? But most of us who finish at Easter are like, yeah, so I haven't really done any asceticism for the last four weeks. Great get your brothers to acknowledge that too and jump back into the Christian life together. Mm -hmm. So that would be my encouragement there. Don't wait till next January and say, Oh, I just need to do Exodus again. So I'll do it again next year. Like Mm now just live the Christian life today. If God, if, if our Lord comes today and he says, you know, who looks like me, you don't want him to be like, I don't know you. I did 90 days ago, but I don't know you anymore. Like, no, like sacrifice for your children, your friends, your family, whoever, Today, start living the Christian life more fully again. Today, that's my encouragement uh, to those guys,
2: especially the prayer life. Right? I mean, that you—that's something I just don't think you should stop. Um, if if you're if you're not praying, then you are sp- you're going to be spiritually dead. You know, if you don't, mm-hmm. if you're not willing to commit to that relationship with Christ, then it doesn't it doesn't matter how many cold showers you take. Right. It does not matter how many meals you skip or. Um, how many times you flog yourself, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. If if you won't pray, you're not going to heaven. Yeah. I mean, like, just to put I it mean, bluntly, just to put it bluntly, that, right? like, okay, well, I'm still in a state of grace for now, okay? I mean, like, really, if you won't pray, it's a matter of time before you you just simply don't have the grace because you won't avail yourself of it. So, like, I, just, I would encourage everybody, once you're done with Exodus, there is no time off of, pr- of prayer prayer, That's right. isn't, prayer isn't an asceticism it's just like a requirement a relationship yeah it's just a relationship wife well, i'm gonna take a break from you for a while right exactly right. and yeah. you
3: think like things are gonna be fine with that so this is like it comes back to the whole like part where it becomes intoxicating because you become you have such a deeper relationship with christ right it's just like the more like i'm in love with my wife more now that you know we've been married for 10 years than i was on our wedding day. And it's because I've spent more time with her. I've, I've, uh, you know, committed myself to her. I've, you know, sacrificed for her. Uh, It's the same way, obviously with Christ. Right. And
0: listeners don't take this the wrong way when I say this. Right. But you hear men say, I hear men say all the time. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm really busy. I have this many kids. I have a job. Like, when am I supposed to pray? What is more important than our prayer life? If we think we can do excellent work without a prayer life, without 20 minutes with our Lord, we're we're just wrong. We're ignorant to what the Lord has and where grace, where our gifts come from. If we think we can be a good husband without 20 minutes of prayer every single day, we're wrong. If we think we can be a good father without 20 minutes of prayer every single day, we are wrong. He is the only one who's gonna give us the grace of patience and whatever other virtue that we know we need. Mm -hmm. It's gonna only come from a relationship with him and the wisdom to lead our family, the wisdom to lead the people in our workplace is only going to come from him. Mm-hmm. So we need to pray.
2: Yeah, the key to, pray, the key to like, having time to pray is getting up early. If you can't get up early, we go to bed. you go to bed sooner. That's the hard part about getting up early. Anybody can get up early if you go to bed. That's, that's the discipline yeah. of getting up early. It's not actually not getting up. It's going to bed. And like, I don't care what your excuse is for not going to bed on time. Whatever that thing is, it's not as important as your prayer life. Absolutely, it's your time with your, it, Lord your job. Or... Your job is not as important as your prayer life. Your wife is not as important as your prayer life. I mean, the the these the, your your vocation and your prayer life actually don't conflict. Um, the Lord has not he, he, does it, he doesn't he doesn't set it yeah. up that way. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now you might perceive. You might think that they conflict, but they don't. Taking time away from
0: my family to right, pray. Right, right.
2: But actually, it's more important that you spend time with Jesus than your wife. Jesus will make sure that you and your wife have plenty of time together if you're, like, really
0: trying to follow him. But And he'll give you the right time, though, right? So, like, some yeah. guy's are like, yeah, well, I've just finished my, my day of work, and honey, sorry, I have to go do my holy hour from 5 to 6 o'clock. I know we usually have dinner at, like, 5.30, but sorry. That's probably not the time Jesus is asking you to pray. Right. It probably exactly. is first thing in the morning before your wife gets up. Exactly. That's that's an inconvenient time for me. You're right.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. <laughs> ding ding ding. You're right. Yeah. You know, like. But yeah. it's the
0: best
2: time for your family, for your vocation. So do it. But you know, you mentioned earlier, like we're priest, prophet, and king. A priest offer sacrifice. So that's why I, I like really stress in the morning. And it's not me. Everybody, like uh, you know, some of the masters have come before us. They've all talked about. The best time to pray is in the morning. And so as a father and as a husband, I want to have offered the sacrifice before my kids get up, before they're awake. I want to have already showered my family in prayer, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Because Mm -hmm. I'm the first line of defense for my family, right? So I need to make sure that I am doing the work so that Mm -hmm. I can do the thing. I mean, it's like, this is not optional, I don't think mm-hmm. I used to, th- you know. Yep. I used to think it was, but anyway.
3: Uh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel man, thank you for it's being been here. a blast. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Uh, you, have great,
0: you, you
2: have a great beard.
3: Like, <laughs> uh, just you I
0: even have some paint in it. we were just trying to sell our house, so
3: it was doing some. It's painting. a good touch. I mean, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anytime you're rolling through Tulsa, make sure to hit us up. Uh, we'll we, do. We would love the opportunity to to buy a beer, hang out for a little bit, uh, we'll get our, our our wives and families together, and yeah, we can have great. dinner or something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, and th- and thank you so much for for your dedication and uh, for y- for your participation in, in Exodus. Hey, my, my pleasure. Plan.
0: Thanks so much. Thanks for your
3: prayers, and please keep us in your prayer. Absolutely, we'll do. So uh, go to if you if you check it out, go to Exodus ninety dot com slash tcms. That's tcms for the Catholic Man Show. Uh It offers it'll give you also an opportunity to if you're. Very new to the Holy Hour, trying to figure out how to do a Holy Hour. Uh, they have a, a printable uh, and mobile-friendly PDF of how to uh, have a full Holy Hour that's, that basically walks you through it. It's foolproof. Even I did it. So it, it, it works. So uh, xs90.com slash TCMS. Uh, we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers.
2: Hi, this is Bishop David Condorla of the Diocese of Tulsa in Oklahoma. So let us pray. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to Thy protection, implored Thy help, or sought Thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to Thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To Thee do I come. Before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen.